Hey demons, it's your girls. A weekly humor podcast where two childhood best friends discuss some spooky shit. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Hey Demons, it's your girls. I'm Shay. And I'm Alicia. And this is episode three. Yay! <laughs> I, I just made it to episode three. I know, I'm proud of us. I am I, proud of us. I kind of thought we'd crap out in episode two. <laughs> um, I thought, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. No, I am proud of us. I I didn't think that we'd crap out. I guess I just thought that we'd, like, take some long break. <laughs> yeah. Maybe potentially not return. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. Well, yeah, because it was because that was around Thanksgiving and... And, yeah, we were kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, what are we doing? <laughs> but but we're glad we're back. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to say this is probably going to be my most relaxed episode <laughs> so far because I'm just like, eh. It's, it's one of those weekends. I feel like Sundays are, like, the defeated days. I mean, it's still the weekend, but you're like, do you ever have the Sunday blues? Yeah, because that's when I usually do all my chores and stuff. Yeah, it's a sad day because you're um, you have to like mentally prepare yourself for the next week ahead, mm-hmm. and that's very hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> knowing you have to go back to work. You have to go back to work, and you got to do it all over again. Well, but did you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, I had a good Thanksgiving. I went and visited mom and my family in Illinois. That was good enjoyable i got to see a bunch of family that i hadn't seen in quite some time oh good did your cousin come up um no my well kind of i had a i had my uncle and my cousin you're probably thinking of a couple of my cousins but they didn't come up yeah it was they just couldn't make it but i mean it was still good good yeah gotta eat a lot of food of course yeah we had we had a good Thanksgiving. I went to Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and we had a celebration for my grandmother's 90th birthday, which is today. So I have to call her later. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So we had every, we had all the cousins except for one couple and uh, the uncles and everyone. And oh, my sister made it and brought the kids. Awesome. Which was interesting. There are a couple of cuties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we had a good time. And um, yeah, I was a little disappointed, though, because... On the uh, Friday, we went to Frankfurt, mm-hmm. and we were going to go to Buffalo Trace, which is a distillery outside of pr- Frankfurt, which Ooh. makes, you know, bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> as, but... as, you know, one would imagine in Kentucky. In Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. And I got all excited, because I was like, they do a haunted tour, and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be perfect. Go to Kentucky and go to Frankfurt and take a ghost tour of Buffalo Trace, and I can come back and tell Alicia about it. Yeah. But it was full. <laughs> it didn't quite pan out the way no. you wanted it to. So instead, we had a, we did a tasting. So we still got to drink a whole bunch of bourbon, and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least there is that. I mean, as long as there's bourbon involved. Yeah. It kind of makes the day better. <laughs> one, we will go back and do it. Actually, And my cousin was like, you could drive by Waverly Hills. I'm like, yeah, I guess we could. <laughs> we could. I guess. <laughs> yeah, which, if those for those who don't know, Waverly Hills Sanatorium is a abandoned tuberculosis sanatorium that has been cl- 
closed for what since I don't know the eighties, eighties maybe. Hmm. Um, but it's supposedly extremely haunted and has been featured in many, many ghost hunting tours. Yeah. But uh, you can just drive by. Like it's still is the building itself still there? Or was oh, it's it still there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean you can't technically go in, but people definitely do go in. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, I'm just gonna climb this fence here. Pretty much, I'm just gonna break into this window. <laughs> not that we are not condoning breaking and entering. Don't, yeah, don't vandalize a building just because you think it's haunted. <laughs> okay, that's not cool. I mean, sometimes I want to. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, when you drive by a creepy place that looks abandoned, I sometimes I want to go in. That house in Bath looked really cool. It looked amazing, but I was also very scared that we would be caught going into that building. Yeah, and it was. Kind we're too of much. Out. That's the thing. We're too much of good kids. That's, <laughs> that's our problem. We're we too goody goody. We need a rebel in our group that will we be do. like, "Hey, let's just go in here, and if we get caught, we get caught. And what are they gonna do?" And I feel <laughs> like, I guess we <laughs> we'd be like the um. Be like the ones that are like, oh no, <laughs> like, like Neville Longbottom. Yes, <laughs> we're the Neville Longbottom. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are worse characters to be. That's yeah. true. Didn't Neville eventually prove himself to be like pretty, like a badass in the end? Yeah, I wrote a whole paper on it for one of my <laughs> graduate classes. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't follow the series all the way to the end, but I. I know snippets of here and there of what generally happened. Yeah, Neville was was pretty badass. Well, in general, I mean, he's he's a badass character. Yeah, you could still be a badass and follow the rules. Okay, that that's true. <laughs> Don't be afraid to be to follow the rules. To follow the rules. Don't be, that sounds terrible. I, I was about to say, don't be afraid of authority, but, <laughs> but but no, I think you should still have a healthy fear of authority. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Good God. <laughs> We're giving bad advice right now, probably. <laughs> I hope no children are listening to us. Don't follow our advice, children. Just uh, be good, all right? Yeah. <laughs> your best. Stay in school. <laughs> Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Listen to your parents. If they're good parents, you'll know if they're good. I don't want to go into this. This is going to make me sad. <laughs> my cousin mentioned something funny, though. Okay. Because um, I I was like, I told my cousins the name of uh, our podcast. And mm-hmm. some of them have watched BuzzFeed Unsolved, which, for those who don't know, our podcast name is based after, after something Shane from BuzzFeed Unsolved says. Yeah. In an episode. And I was like, you know, I thought it was funny because as we're going, I'm realizing like you're the skeptic and like I'm kind of turning into the Ryan. <laughs> nice. I think you're so you're the Shane mm-hmm. and I guess I'm the Ryan. So, so Shane's the one who says, hey, demons, it's your boy. Yeah. Awesome. I love BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> I honestly, I haven't watched it too much. But just that one scene is a very classic internet meme now, I feel like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Shane and Ryan's rapport they have with each other and everything. Like, they're <laughs> so funny going into places. Yeah. I hope that someday that we can, like, go into some place physically together. 
Oh my gosh, it's going to be such a mess. <laughs> I mean, it's good. it would be great, but you know it would be it would be hilarious, but also scary. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing is, like, Shane doesn't seem to care. Like, he's not scared yeah. by anything. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, Ryan goes into there and he's like, I'm going to see a ghost and I don't want to. <laughs> and I don't want to. Which, fair enough, I probably would feel the same way. I, I envy Shane's ability to go someplace and just be like, I'm going to go to sleep because there's no such thing as ghosts. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in this supposedly haunted bed. Yes. That has exactly. no mattress. I'm just going to sleep on this steel frame. All right. Good night, everyone. <laughs> this steel frame. That's, that's terrible for his back. <laughs> it might not be comfortable, but he's going to prove that it's not haunted. Like, whatever. <laughs> Oh my gosh. See, my problem is, is um, if it was just me and you, I think I'd still be kind of nervous. If we had like a, a couple other friends with us, I probably wouldn't be as nervous. But when I'm when I'm walking by myself, or if it's just the two of us, <laughs> I get I can get spooked. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I, e- I can easily get spooked, and I want to run like Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave immediately. I would I would give it a shot. Actually, my sister and her family stayed in a haunted hotel in Louisville. Hmm. I feel like we should stay at a haunted hotel sometime. We should. Yes. I don't know which haunted hotel we can stay at, but we should. No. We'll put that on our list of things to do. And also, haunted hotels is on our list for like a podcast episode, too. So. Um, too bad we can't stay at the Hotel Cecil anymore because that closed. Oh, did it? It did. I actually looked it up because I was like, hmm, I wonder what a night at the Cecil would cost. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently it used to be super cheap. Like, I'm talking under 100 bucks. Yeah, I take it it was kind of a sketchy hotel. Yeah, yeah, I think it closed in, I think maybe, for some reason, 2014 or 2000, I I feel like 2014 was when it closed. Ah. And that was after the... uh, Body in the water tower. Yeah, so body in the water tower. <laughs> I can see how that would shut your operation down. <laughs> yeah, I would think that some sort of authority might come along and be like, you know, maybe you sh- you shouldn't have a hotel <laughs> because you're obviously not a very responsible business. It's. I still wonder if like if that was an accident. I mean, I know oh. we went over it in our last episode but it's well just... maybe we can focus on disappearances sometime and you can do some heavy hardcore research into it oh gosh it's probably gonna yeah. fuck with my mind yeah. <laughs> i'm probably gonna be like i don't know what to believe <laughs> well just to finish our like personal recaps speaking yeah. of hotels so we were gonna go this weekend to look at a wedding venue which oh, yeah. i have not mentioned on this podcast yes i got engaged so <laughs> wedding venues Wish her congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but I may or may not. Okay, so one of these places I saw because it looks like they have a fireplace straight out of either Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. And I was like, that's awesome. Yes. And it's like a lodge slash state park in Grafton, Illinois. Called Ooh, the- that sounds cool. Yes. And uh, we were going to go see it this weekend, but then I have homework and a final project to do for my class. So I have to stay home. Mm-hmm like a loser yeah but so we had to reschedule so not next weekend but like Mm -hmm. like soon we're gonna go and i think he might have booked us a room there to stay to do like a tour for 
potential wedding venue, but also the Pier Marquette is supposed to be haunted. Ooh. Which, actually, all of Alton area is haunted as fuck. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it is. Like, when I told Ben we were doing this podcast, he's like, well, you should do some stuff about Alton. It's not Alton. I mean, sorry, go ahead. Well, I'd heard it was haunted, but I just didn't realize how much. But then when I pulled up, like, information, I'm like, oh, (laughs) what's wrong with this town? Is is Alton... A small town, kind of in southern Illinois, or how far? How far yes. is it from what I know? I mean, um, it's about it's about two ish, maybe a little bit less hours from Springfield, Illinois, and it's along the river. And one of their big claims to fame is the pie saw bird, which hmm. is like you know, kind of a Neolithic mythical bird. That pie saw bird. Yes, I don't have have much information about it now, but like. It's it's a thing there. There's like drawings of it in a cave that you can see and stuff. And there's like haunted hotels and buildings. And once I looked at the Pier Marquette and like saw that they do paranormal investigations, I was kind of like, I may or may not be picking our wedding venue based on <laughs> whether or not it's haunted. Oh, that's what it is. The Pie Sovereign. Oh, did you look it up? Yeah. I, oh my gosh. I've seen this image before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I have. I thought it was really cool. It was actually on, like, a pen. It was uh-huh. on a um, an enamel pen, and it was um, from Alton. Like, a, it was like a... What's an FOE? Yeah. But um, it was, like, an, on an enamel pen from Alton. I thought it was really cool. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, well, that's that's what it is. Wow. Well, um, I guess for those who can't see the picture that I'm looking at. <laughs> it looks like a what would you call it? Like a griffin deer dragon? Yeah, it's like a um... like a human face orc face <laughs> it's an orc face dragon with deer antlers and like a scorpion looking tail. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it goes back to 1673 in his recording of his famous journey down the mississippi river with lewis joliet huh so he saw this well supposed supposedly but yeah i guess it's like a native american dragon that's cool as fuck yeah it it was it was as large as a calf with horns like a deer red eyes a beard like a tiger's a face like a man the body covered with green, red, and black scales, and a tail so long it passed through the body, over the head, and between the legs. That sounds awkward. <laughs> that sounds awkward. Well, Ben will be happy that you're into the pie saw bird. Why would he? Why would? He, why will he be pleased? Oh, he loves the pie saw bird. I mean, it is pretty cool looking. Yeah, he's very proud of Alton's association with the pie saw bird. I I actually like that too because. I'm just going to say this. There's not many cool <laughs> things in Illinois, like legend-wise, that I feel very interesting. Well, outside <laughs> of pie- Chicago. Yeah, outside of Chicago area, there's very few legend or lore that interests me. But the Pisaw bird is very interesting. It looks really cool. Well, I will maybe have to do something on it. Like, maybe we can do, like, a cryptid A thing. cryptid episode? Yeah. That would be very cool. I love cryptids so much. Yes, me too. So I guess we we haven't even, we, we've covered a lot. We haven't even gotten to like our main oh <laughs> topic. Well, okay. So is there any, like, any creepy news? 
I have a sort of creepy story via via from Zach. So when I came back from Illinois, I was taking the train. The train always picks me up from Chicago at about six. And it gets me back here at about like nine our time. So it's kind of late. And Zach's coming out of the apartment to come pick me up. And he said that he heard some dog barking off in the distance at night. Which, you know, it's whatever. There's dogs in the neighborhood. But then he heard one close to the dumpster near our apartment. Which I thought was odd. Because we have like three dogs in our neighborhood. And they're never out at night and by themselves. And he said... That he, like, (laughs) he got to his car so fast and locked the door. It made him think of, um, it made him think of the Michigan dog man is why he told me the story. (laughs) Because it was over there and he said it sounded like a big dog growling at him. And and so, of course, when I got back and he told me the story, I was like, ooh, maybe it was the dog man hanging out by our trash. (laughs) You're being you're being visited by our subject. <laughs> We're being visited by our our good old neighborhood dog man. Yeah. Wow. Maybe do you think that do you think that when we talk about stuff we're putting like intentions out there? I think that when we talk about things I I mean I think people just probably remember it in certain situations. They're like Oh, like if hey. you mention it you suddenly like not you're that like, you necessarily believe it, but you're like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> like, you start to think, um, not give an answer. Because, I, I mean, I honestly don't think it was a dog man, but it's fun to think about. Well, that's no fun to not think it's a dog man. <laughs> well, you know what was funny is, uh, you know, he initially told me that he got to his car and, like, he quickly got in and quickly backed up to leave. But <laughs> I was like, did you lock the doors, too? And he was like, hell yeah, I locked the doors. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna take that chance. And I was, you know, I was like, I don't blame you. It's like, I would have done, cool. I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. And yeah. there, and we got back, and there was no dog man or dog. And then, um, yeah, that was that was our creepy event. That sounds. It was relatively harmless. So yeah, that's the kind of like. <laughs> yeah, you want it to be relatively harmless. You don't want it to be like, yeah, uh, I got attacked by the dog man. <laughs> I got attacked. Which, if that was the case, I'd be like, we need to stop this podcast. Like, we need to not talk about this because I think they're stalking us now. Yeah. <laughs> the demons are tuning in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, before we get on to our main thing, I know that we have our our other thing that we wanted to talk about, which is um the guy on the island. Yeah, you seemed very into this story i was just because i guess i guess just because i've okay the, everyone if you have not heard there is an island isn't it's an island south of india called, oh I, I i'm prepared for this i have information do you want me to read it <laughs> yes i would love for you to read it all right it's it's north sentinel island which is off the coast of india and is one of the Andaman Islands, which is an archipelago in the Bay of Bengal, which also includes South Sentinel Island, which is home to the Sentinelese, a people who have rejected, often killing people who have come onto their island, uh, the outside world. And they're among the last uncontacted people slash tribes to remain, like, untouched 
by, for the most part, modern modern civilization. And there is uh, an act from 1956 that was passed that prohibits anyone from coming onto the island or mm-hmm. approaching closer than five nautical miles in order to prevent uh, diseases from being contracted by the tribespeople because they have no immunity to them. So right. that is the basics about the island. Yes. Yeah, so, so now, recently, it was this 26-year-old, and his name was, wasn't it John Allen Chow? Yeah, Don, John Chow, I think. Yeah. So this young man recently knowingly knowing all this information about these people and how aggressive they were went to this island to try to make contact with them and he ended up he ended up getting killed and they have yet to recover his body yeah i think the i don't even think they're gonna try no well no they're not um and his family has even said they're not going to insist on the return of his body yeah uh, just because it's, it's too dangerous. And I guess they buried him in the sand off the coastline. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. I, yeah, he's just, that's just where he, his resting place is going to be. Now, I guess it is sad what happened to him. However, how, it, it reminded me of this story. Do you remember the story of the grizzly man who, <clears throat> yeah. um, who basically wanted to, live as one with the grizzly bears and so he took him and his girlfriend out and they were living in a tent out in this grizzly infested (laughs) area and um both of them were eaten by the grizzly bears yeah now on camera like it was uh, yeah it was recorded either on camera I, well, yeah, I think it was. Like, yeah, there was part it, of it recorded. I don't, you couldn't see anything, but you could hear things. I think that they, well, I don't think they put it in the documentary, but I think it exists. Oh, you think there's, like, video footage of it? Is this existing? I, maybe. I don't know. I, it's been a long time since I've looked into that story. But, I mean, the circumstances of this young man going to this island was, you know, I've heard that he was a... Some people think he was a missionary, which, I mean, I think didn't the family receive a a letter talking about how he wanted to talk to these people about Jesus? Yeah, I was originally wrong. Um, I think people thought he was an adventure blogger because he did keep a blog about his journeys. Mm -hmm. But he was um, trained and sent by All Nations, which is Missouri and a Missouri based like missionary group. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, no, he, he definitely apparently told multiple people that he felt like he had a calling to come preach the gospel to the North Sentinelese. Yeah. Which, all was, right. So, what, so was he the one who made that decision himself or was it this missionary group who told him like, hey, or I mean, um, I don't know exactly if it was the missionary it, i'm assuming they trained him but he, maybe he was the one who said hey i'm gonna go to this island yeah like from what i heard from what i heard on an npr story basically he oh he was the one who wanted to go they kind of green lighted it in interviews they like they're like well so you were comfortable sending him there and they were like we knew there was you know risks yeah but he was trained and like 
don't they they uh, kind of shoved the blame off, you know. No, I think that's really um I mean, personally I think that's really irresponsible and quite frankly ignorant of them <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Because okay, if anyone with access to a computer <laughs> you can google the what's it the centrally cent i have I have a terrible time saying their name sentinelese yeah the sentinelese tribe and you can see throughout their history how aggressive they've been towards visitors yeah. i mean like with good reason with, with good reason yeah because um what was it i forget the dude's name but back marie like, Maurice Vidal Portman. Which, by the way, the picture of him, is that the one with him sitting among the people looking like a king? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you are a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was. And he was just a gross man who, yeah. ugh, I mean, no, no, no wonder that they were like, get the fuck off our island. Yeah. Like, we're gonna, we no longer accept anything. Because he, he basically just carved a pathway doing creepy weird things with like the neighboring tribes then what he he took uh, there's, some, um, there's conflicting reports them, wasn't it what i thought he took did he take back six of the tribes people yeah it was an elderly couple and then children why i, I always wondered like why why a cut an elderly couple and then children like were the elderly couple were those like the guardians or parents I think that's of these just children? What he happened upon because when he landed, uh -huh. they found evidence of encampments, but everyone had was hiding. So hmm. it might have just been that I don't know. Maybe those were the people that just couldn't uh, get away fast enough. Right. That's but, depressing. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like yeah. I mean, and then the elderly couple died, and then they eventually gave the children like sent them on their way. I think they gave them presents to bring with them. Yeah, which, they brought. We know them how back. well that goes when white people show up with presents to give to a native <laughs> tribe. Yeah, like so. here you go, go bring back these smallpox. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I think. Yeah, which is what happened. I mean, like they it it. I mean, it, part it, of that wiped out um, a neighboring tribe from from disease the only reason they survived is because they insulated themselves more and like through deep like mm -hmm. segregation of the sick people like yeah they managed to keep going but you know i mean the reason the north Sinhalese have had a happy you know somewhat thriving tribe is because they have kept people off the island no way. yeah and they know that they have to know that yeah they i'm sure since then and I know that there were a few other times when they had visitors, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure that ever since then they were like, nope, <laughs> no more, which I don't blame them. And so I think, I think it was really, like I said, I think it was really awful for that missionary group to just be like, yeah, go ahead, I guess there's some <laughs> danger, but whatever you, I mean, you train this dude and you're not going to try to talk some sense into him. No, because they believe that going and, and preaching the word of Jesus is the most important thing you can do. But you should be alive. <laughs> this is basically, you are basically going to certain death if you go to this island. Yeah. And that's that's why I mentioned the grizzly man thing. Because this is, um, it's well-intentioned. I, I under, I'm, I'm not religious, but I understand that they're coming from a position of well-meaning and um but 
with that being said, how could you look at this situation and not think this is going to turn out bad for me and not just for him, but he had other, he had people take him to the island. He was, he put other people at risk to get to this island, which by the way, they were arrested. And I know that his family has asked for their release, which I don't, I honestly don't know what happened to them yet. Well, I mean, they broke Indian law, so. Yeah, it's against the law to go to this island. So <laughs> I don't know what they thought was going to happen. Like, yeah, we're going to drop this white boy off on this island. With... <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> I, I honestly just don't know. And it just baffles me. And it, it makes me, it does make me sad, but it also makes me, it makes me more like just, just my mind is boggled, I guess. Cause I just don't understand that it's not worth it. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically my, uh, my impression. It's just, it's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things that's going to probably be studied for a while is just the whole situation surrounding it. And I mean, he's being called a martyr by one side and an idiot by another. Yeah. You know, it's going to get picked apart. And it is it is a little creepy. I mean, it is it is creepy to know that there's this tribe of pe- pe- people that have, you know, separated themselves from the world and, and are living on this island. And they will kill anyone, even even people who aren't coming necessarily to do anything to them. Like, uh, there was a boat, like a big freighter that ended up getting kind of in trouble over there. Yeah. 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 And kind of dr- drifting closer, got stuck and... and mm-hmm. The Sinhalese were getting in their boats to come board it, and if they boarded it, they would have killed everyone. And it's kind of like, well, no, they didn't mean to be there. They just right. happened to run into problems, and they ended up being airlifted off. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, interesting that it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter no. why you're there. It doesn't matter, like, the two fishermen that accidentally, like, fell asleep in their boat, and the anchor right. mm-hmm. broke, and they floated towards the island, and, and yeah, they killed them. I mean, they yeah. just killed two sleeping men. Like, Yeah, it, <laughs> it doesn't is, Matter. It seems harsh, but then again, it's kind of like that's what you have to do to preserve your culture. I mean, right. I think that they know that that other things are happening around them, and they it's, want no part yeah. of it. It's so. um like a self-preservation, which <sighs> I mean, there that tribe is. I read somewhere like what's the difference between this tribe attacking anyone who comes near them and say the U.S. Let's just take the U.S. for example and say we start attacking, you know, outsiders that come near us. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. These people are vulnerable to to disease, to our ideas, to westernization. And once, if they got a hold of that, they would either be dead or their entire culture would be lost. You know that it would be lost yeah. forever. And that's, I think I read, it was like a 30,000-year-old tribe. Yeah. Or that is a long time, but that could all be wiped out within... Days to weeks, depending yeah. on the illness. Yeah. I mean, and after, you know, freaking Maurice Portman shows up, be doing God knows what with your children, <laughs> and, like, your elderly... This elderly couple dies, and they're tramping yeah. through the woods, and, and then you see the neighboring tribe, like, being killed off by illness, like, yeah, you're gonna resist that, so, yeah. <clears throat> now, there is one thing, uh, for those listening, you can go to um, John Allen Chow's Instagram, 
you can just type it into Google and find it. But I mean, his his instant yeah, his Instagram is really beautiful. Like he has some really beautiful um, pictures from where he's been around the world. Now I think I actually went into the section of tags where he's been tagged, and there was one post that stuck out to me by this gentleman named Josh Power. I have no mm-hmm. clue who he is, but he's just basically talking about how you know people are bashing this kid, and at the end of it, he says he knew the risk dying. I see most the internet bashing on it on him, saying he's a fool. What was he thinking? And he was thinking Christ to salute John Chow. And I'm thinking he died and he could be alive right now if he just did not go to that island to try to preach to a tribe about what he believes is right. Yeah. And I guess that's something that like, I mean, there's definitely a part of like, there's cognitive dissonance with myself where, you know, I definitely believe in things that other people are like, how can you believe that? I don't understand how you can do that. Yeah. Uh, whereas I, I do not understand how you can think that that is worth dying for that way. Like, I yeah. just, I feel like there's other things. That I think Jesus is... would want you to live. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jesus would say, my child, leave these children alone. <laughs> it's fine. Please go on and live your life. It's okay. I mean, like I said, I'm not religious, <laughs> but my idea of God or Christ, that's what god would want you to do i would think so (laughs) i think god wants you to live not go to the island of people who want to murder you (laughs) that's that's just my opinion go to the island of people who want to murder you (laughs) they they are very aggressive people just i don't know that that sounds very old testament god though that sounds like something old testament god might do old testament god would probably say yeah go to the island of people who want to murder you yeah. But New Testament would probably be like, you know, my child, it's okay. <laughs> you don't have to go there. Go to your neighbor's house. You can you can go to your neighbor's house. That's fine. I mean, your neighbor might slam the door in your face. But at least your neighbor is less likely to attack you with bows and arrows. Without well, any... Well, one would hope. Without, with, oh, by the way, without any, uh, you know, warning. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're not going to suddenly be attacked. But yeah, well, you hope, well, it is America, so who knows? <laughs> but I'd be less worried about bows and arrows in America. More more about... <laughs> more of the bullet kind. Yeah. <laughs> more of the, uh, the, sh- the shooty kind. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize for this sad segment. <laughs> but I, I felt like it needed to be discussed. You just really wanted to talk about it. I really wanted to talk about this kid because it's just sad. And I hope that people have learned something from it. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people probably haven't learned anything. And next week, there will probably be another person going to the island trying to preach something. But, you know. Well, that's another thing. I mean, not that I... Okay, I don't advocate for people dying, but these people who have protected themselves, do you think... It's like they're outside of any sort of justice. And I mean... Yeah, they definitely are not gonna... And I feel like they're not in a wrong. No, I don't think they are either. I mean, maybe that's harsh, but I mean, they're not constrained to Western values of morality or the law, so... And I don't think that makes them barbarians. Yeah. Yeah. It just no, I don't think that makes them bad people. No, but I do feel like that's how some, they are being 
framed in some way so do you think that are you worried because there's a part of me that's a little bit worried do you worry that there's going to be some sort of weird retaliation sort of thing oh, by oh, someone yeah. out there i mean yeah. when steve Irwin died uh i've heard that people went and started to kill stingrays because people of steve still Irwin hate stingrays died. for that and i'm sure steve Irwin would be very disappointed steve Irwin would be very upset with you for killing stingrays <laughs> Because he, just because he died from one. Yes. Yeah. Can I just say that people in general are stupid? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just don't like people in general. They just need to calm down. Just calm, okay, calm down and just mind your own business. And just live your life. Live your life to the fullest and the bestest. Leave people alone. Treat people nicely. Because you don't know when you're going to die and come back as a ghost we're going to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, exactly. We should we should probably talk about our actual topic. <laughs> uh, probably because our episode is gonna be hella long. I know. <laughs> Already. So I'll go. <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> Alright, so our, our theme for episode three is haunted roads. Yes, the haunted roads. Things that are not on North Sentinel Island. Yeah, not and I mean my road, personally, is a, a very... It's not known for aggressive things happening. You're probably not going to die on this road. Oh, well, I mean, nice. unless you're drunk. <laughs> 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 unless you're doing things you're not supposed to be, and you're driving very recklessly, you're most likely not going to die on this road. Many, many haunted roads I have found are the result of people driving recklessly. So, you know, be safe. Yeah. And be safe. don't become a ghost on the side of the road. Yeah. Just drive safe, drink responsibly, and get a designated driver if you have to. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is becoming a very... This is like a very, um... <laughs> what kind of episode would you call this? Uh, Life lesson? Yeah, um, it's, it's, a, it's a little... Cautionary. Yeah. It's, it's a cautionary episode. Very Sorry, cautionary. guys. <laughs> Don't do these things we're talking about. <laughs> Be safe out there. Yeah. Stay, stay spooky. Stay, stay safe. safe. okay so the road that i wanted to talk about was um a road well the legend is called the paulding light Hmm. and it takes place um on paulding road and that is actually located in the upper peninsula of michigan the up (laughs) and (laughs) and it's it's more like it's not directly north of michigan the bitten what you would think of but it's more north of wisconsin and um it's near a town called water smeet water smeet water smeet man we can have some cool sounding towns <laughs> it's a fun word to say water smeet yeah so paulding road is reported to have a light there are at night there are lights that appear in the valley around paulding hmm. and uh, so for the majority of the time, it's, it all started in the 1960s. And for the majority of the time, people didn't really know what the hell it was. Because, I mean, you'd look up at night and see like this light floating around and you don't know what it is. So they came up with a bunch of legends for it. <laughs> a of bunch course. of explanations. And some of them are interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> So one explanation is that it's the spirit of a railway worker who was hit by an oncoming train. Yeah. Who was 
while he was working on the tracks at night, which I don't think he should work on tracks at night. I feel but, like it's a common, like, track haunting thing. There's a lot of people that are, like, working on tracks at night that get hit, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, which makes me wonder, like, do they actually let people work on tracks at night? Or is that just, you know, teenagers being like, oh, yeah, this guy was working on the tracks at night <laughs> because nighttime is spooky. I don't know. Maybe. Another that seems like an OSHA violation. It does. I don't think you should be working on railway tracks at night. There's another cautionary thing. Don't work on roller tracks at night. (laughs) Just be careful, okay? (laughs) If if you have to work on railroad tracks at night, at least, like, make sure you have an orange vest (laughs) and a helmet light on top. It's like a, think of, like, miner's helmets. (laughs) (laughs) With a headlamp? A little headlamp. Make sure you have one of those. But then that's what people report seeing, right? Like, that's what some people say it is, you know, the lanterns or the headlights yeah. of workers. Yeah. Another one is that um, supposedly they think it's a spirit of a murdered mail carrier, which I'm not what? sure why. Yeah, I don't know why. That's not a profession. Well, although there is that whole going postal thing. That's true. I was about to say, that doesn't seem like a profession that would encourage violence, but. Well, I guess if you died on the job as a mail carrier and that's what you were stuck doing for all of eternity then that would suck it would you'd probably go insane and probably make some little lights (laughs) wow that's (laughs) sad that's what they could muster (laughs) i can make lights another one is that uh people think that it might be this one's more sad they think it might be a grandparent with a lantern who is looking for a lost grandchild i don't know where that one would come from but it makes me sad i hope that they find them yeah it's kind of sad (laughs) but my favorite one just because it's goofy as hell (laughs) is the last theory the last paranormal theory i'll say is it's the ghost of a native american who's dancing on the power lines what Who the hell came up with that one? I don't know, but I feel like I would get along with that person. (laughs) (laughs) Just because that's such a goofy thing to imagine. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I don't know why. I wonder if it's because of like, it's kind of like an old world and new world sort of aspect. And it's like, oh, like here's this Native American who's just being goofy on on our power lines. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's very strange. But, however, there were some explanations as to what is going on. Um, one of the things is that, I guess, there's a university called Michigan Tech. Uh-huh. And they did some research into the Paulding Road and into the Paulding Lights. And they found that, I think it's based off of, like oncoming or outgoing vehicles on another road that's Hmm. like a I don't know if it's like up on a hillside or up ahead of them but um it's the lights of other vehicles being reflected off something Um, oh that's always the explanation pretty much yeah it's that was uh, the main explanation it says that they recreated the effect of the light by driving a car through a specific stretch of it's called U.S. Highway 45. So supposedly they were able to recreate it. But then, of course, you got the other scientific explanations, which are like, 
Maybe it's swamp gas. <laughs> or maybe would, it's an electro ask, thing. <laughs> like, are there any... Are there any that make it sound like it's Will the Wisp kind of deal? Mm, not really. I mean, you know, I've always heard that term, and I've never all never really known what it is. What is Will the Wisp? It's it's more of like a like they're supposed to be kind of trickster spirits, hmm. um, where they lure people off of the pathway, <laughs> usually to die. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not taking you off to like. A happy place. N- no. I mean, they might laugh at you when you die, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's usually like a uh, like a more of a English folklore, or European folklore. Um, and they do. I mean, usually the explanation of Will the Wisp is it's swamp gas because they're usually seen over bogs and swamps yeah. and whatnot, and right. um, they usually look like a flickering candle or like a a lantern. But, yeah, suppose the folklore is just that they're either witches or, like, spirits or, like, fairies that are luring you off the path, usually just sucked into a bog and die. Yeah. So. <laughs> well. As most things do. So. Yeah. As most uh, spooky things are like, hey, let's lure these poor helpless people into the bog. Yes. Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, uh, that was, I mean, that was the overall explanation was just mostly headlights reflecting off something. Which, I mean, isn't as cool as a Native American dancing on power lines. So, so, yeah. I mean, if I drove through there, that's what I would think about. I probably power wouldn't lines? think of... Or Native uh, American dancing on power lines. Native American dancing on power lines. Oh, that's what That's what I would want to think of. I wouldn't yeah. really want to think of, like, oh, it's just headlights reflecting off something. I, I'd be, like, all for, all for Native American man. <laughs> Having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Good time. Well, that's that's interesting that like it's been around and prevalent enough mm-hmm. to be debunked by a university. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder who made them do that. I don't know. Well, I mean, I kind of think that maybe um let's see, hon. It was the Michigan Tech chapter of the Society of Photo Optical Instrumentation Engineers. So I almost wonder if they were just like some nerdy people who were like, "Hey, this is a legend. Let's go debunk it." <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, I mean, I, like, I mean, that's kind of the premise of every single ghost hunting show ever. Yeah. Although usually there's like not as many skeptics in that group. Right. I, I, you know me. I'm typically on the side of of skeptics, but I, but I enjoy the legend side of yeah, it too. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of cool that, you, that yours has a debunking, because mine also, people researched it. it. And it didn't have a solid answer? There is no technical debunking, but they do think they found an answer. Oh. Should I tell you mine? Or Yes. What kind uh, of story do you have? All right. Mine is the um, traditional phantom hitchhiker story. Ooh. Who does um, not love a phantom hitchhiker? I know. Those are fun. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I picked Lydia's Bridge mm-hmm. in Jamestown, North Carolina, which actually has its own Facebook page. <laughs> Ooh. I know, I found it. No one has commented on it since like November 2017. But uh, it's it's funny because people will post their experiences with it, which I think is cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically in the 1920s, this story surfaced in Jamestown about a kind of now dead end road that's off main street which is called lydia's bridge and it's 
one of the more famous ghost stories in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, apparently, a lot of people kind of mistake this one bridge for Lydia's bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's not it. The like what people think is Lydia's bridge is the an underpass where railroad tracks go over the top. Yeah. That's apparently well known in town. But Lydia's bridge is actually off the road and about 100 feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on US 70 mm-hmm. or High Point Road just south of Jamestown. From I-85 slash Highway 70, you take exit 118, which is also Business 70. And from mm-hmm. that road, you take the exit for Jamestown Sedgefield and turn right at the top of the exit onto Vickery Chapel Road. And then about half a mile to the traffic light mm-hmm. where the chapel road veers off to the left, take the left, go another mile, and you'll come to High Point Road and then take a left on High Point Road and the road curves around and goes under a railway underpass. And then there's a turn out spot mm-hmm. on to the right where you can park and then if you can, you can walk to Lydia's Bridge. Oh, nice. This is one of the things I found interesting about this legend is it's one of those like, like the Susie Q legend where, you know... <sighs> People are going to prom and they're running mm-hmm. late and it was foggy and they're in the car and uh oh they get into a crash under the bridge. <laughs> oh god. Teenagers dying. Yeah, that was like very popular at that there's point. A, in time. There's usually always like a teenager dying story. Yes. I don't know if that's because at that point it's like that whole feeling of like that new driving experience that teenagers get. Like, you know, there's like it's like a ca- again, a cautionary tale. Yeah. Be careful, you teenagers with your automobiles. Now, are the spirits, is it the spirits of the teenagers that are involved? Because I wonder, I feel like being a teenager is also a very emotional time. And I feel yeah. like emotional people are like very attached to the spirit world, I guess. I don't know. Like, well, you know what a, I mean? Like yeah. emotions stick around in areas. That's a good theory. I mean, yeah, I do feel like the... Once you hit puberty and like your teenage years, you are kind of an upheaval. And that's usually when people report like poltergeist activity, mm-hmm. particularly with, you know, young girls. Yeah. Because that is like a time where your hormones are raging and, and you're kind of experiencing all these new things. And your body's changing and you're feeling uh, basically everything at once. Yes. Oh, God. Being a teenager sucks. So yeah, I hated being a teenager. I'm so <laughs> glad I'm, I'm so glad I'm a boring adult now. <laughs> It is it is a lot calmer, I will say that. It, it is. My my thoughts make a lot more sense to me now. <laughs> yes. Well, but this this is the interesting about this. So the story goes is is you know that it was um a girl going to prom and mm-hmm. the car gets in an accident and that the driver immediately died, but supposedly Lydia lived, got out of the car and tried to flag down people to stop to get help and then but was unsuccessful and died on the side of the road and that's why she haunts the side of the road oh, okay. um and usually it was the normal stuff of like people would drive on the road which is now defunct so it's oh. interesting that this story has actually kind of gone you know you, they, you don't get more you don't really get reports on it anymore because no one can drive that road anymore mm-hmm. but it used to be that like they'd pick up a hitchhiker which would be this girl in a nice dress waving mm-hmm. down a car they get to the area of her house or where she would say she was going and then she'd be gone. But I guess like a, a local author and ghost hunter, Michael uh-huh. uh, Renegar, uh-huh. has had theories about it and actually looked into it. Oh. 
Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of these roads, kind of like with um, Resurrection Mary, which is a very popular, well-known ghost story in Chicago, which mm-hmm. with, which features a teenage phantom hitchhiker. People look into, like, the death records, and it's hard to find anything. And I guess they did check the death records from, like, the 1900, like, 1900 to 1938, looking for anyone named Lydia. Yeah. And they didn't really find anything. Anyone named Lydia did not die near that road. Okay. But they did find an article from June 21st, 1920, which is consistent with the time period that the legend started. And it is about a fatal car crash that happened the night before on that road. Mm. Said that four people were in a car and they were on High Point Road and it lost control and overturned. And a young woman was thrown from the car and she hit her head and died almost instantly. Mm. But her name wasn't Lydia. It was Annie L. Jackson. Basically... They think that, like, well, the the other inconsistency is that the death records show that she was 30 and lived in Greensboro, Mm -hmm. and her address matches an old boarding house, and he believes the car was traveling towards Greensboro, not High Point, the night of the crash. So this author and ghost hunter thinks that it's part of the piece of the puzzle why she still maybe lurks there, Mm -hmm. because she's trying to get home, but every time people are going, like... A certain way yeah like it seems like she wants to be taken to high point but she realizes that the car is going the wrong way and then disappears oh she really wants to get greensboro where she lived right so when she's going the other way she's suddenly like oh wait this isn't the right direction yeah like (laughs) oh well i'm be taking the wrong way (laughs) you know it's it's weird to think about um when i do think about like a spirit dimension i sometimes wonder i wonder they obviously might not be seeing our reality so i wonder if they get confused or like things aren't exactly placed like how they should be in a spirit dimension does that make sense like they like there's things scattered maybe they can only see like certain things or maybe things are rearranged differently and they don't know where they're going. Yeah. Well, that kind of goes into like, um, you know, when people report ghosts they're in like old homes that have been renovated, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say like, oh, the ghost was floating off the floor, walked through a wall. Well, at one point the floor could have been raised or uh-huh. um, that wall had a door or that wall wasn't there before. Like that's usually the theory is that they're seeing it how it was, at least yeah. if it's not a quote-unquote intelligent haunting. An yeah. intelligent haunting is one where it seems like it's interacting with you and seems to know, like, what's happening. But one that's just, like, a re- repetition, it seems like they more often don't realize what's going on or, like, what what their surroundings what's are anymore. Yeah. yeah. They're still stuck in that loop. That's very sad to think about. I know. I, I think so, too. And I think it's also interesting that, like, I guess that that author and then his like co-researcher mm-hmm. uh, got like a Facebook message from this woman's great niece who still lives in the area. And she had also come to the conclusion that the Lydia ghost might be her great aunt. Oh, how did, wait, so how did she come to that conclusion? Uh, I guess, it- I guess, um, I guess she had, she had heard about the legend and kind of looked into it herself. And when she, mm-hmm like, saw one of the um, newspaper articles about the legend. When she looked into it, she was like, yeah, that I looked at my great aunt's, like, death record and and whatnot, and Mm -hmm. that was her first thought, was she might be Lydia. Oh, that's really cool. 
Yeah, and they actually took her, apparently, to the spot where supposedly her great aunt died. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that she, like, got goosebumps because, oh, that'd be so weird to, like, have this family history and, like, know where a relative passed away and that she may still be haunting that area. That would be it sad to think about i know well but in a way maybe but also kind of comforting yeah because yeah. you could go and visit her you know and mm-hmm. if she's still in the area you you could potentially drive by and see if you could pick her up <laughs> like can i help you <laughs> take her the right direction finally <laughs> i'm here to help you yeah, well sad, i guess does it say i mean has there everyone has anyone ever taken her towards the right direction not I mean, that I could find. Um, I think just because, well, I think because now the road is closed down toward, uh, mm-hmm. with that underpass, uh, people don't really report her as much. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I couldn't find anything saying that, like, since this article has come out and they said, like, oh, well, maybe she was going the other way, that mm-hmm. anyone's reported taking her that way. But yeah, that'd be a something to test. Be, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Why couldn't she just get on the other side of the road going the correct way? <laughs> I don't know. I guess she's too confused. I guess I would be too if I was thrown from a car and immediately died. Yeah. You might be like, oh, what the hell is going on? And then, like, when you're dead, you're like, you're still like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) Well, if you were living it, too, like, over and over, it'd be like you'd never get any respite to think about it. You'd constantly be in a loop of, like, confusion. That's depressing. That sounds terrible. Yeah, a constant loop of, that's what I think of, a constant loop of shock and confusion. Yeah. That's oh. Like, this is purgatory. <laughs> like, this, this is terrible. Oh, and that's I why know. they, you know, it's like, that's why they do in investigations encourage ghosts to move on. Yeah. Just because you're not really having the greatest time of your Un- <laughs> your life. dead existence. Yeah. <laughs> Living in a loop of misery. Poor ghost. <laughs> well, I hope she eventually gets back to where she needs to be. Well, yeah, and that's kind of my question is, since no one really sees her anymore, is she gone or is she just not seen? Is If a ghost falls in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are they there? Or... or- well, do they exist? <laughs> as we both know, that is the ultimate question. Do they exist? Do they exist to feel confused? Surely not every ghost feels confused. Because there's ghosts that, I mean, there are reports of ghosts that just sit there and, like, watch you or talk to you. There are Ew. reports of ghosts that, like, just hang out. And they're not scary or mean or menacing or confused or sad or scared. They're just like, hey. <laughs> they're like, hey. I'm a ghost of this bar. You want it yeah. with me, son? <laughs> well, I guess that is what separates, like, an intelligent haunting from otherwise. Yeah. I guess an intelligent haunting would be... Do you think the intelligent hauntings, like, the ghosts are aware of themselves? Yeah, yeah I okay, think so. So they, they are aware. And then and then the other hauntings are... They just they're don't unaware. realize. Yeah, they're stuck in a loop. They don't realize they're dead. I wonder, like others. I wonder what like what would constitute the difference or like how would how would a ghost get to that differentiation of being aware or unaware i guess maybe like the the way of how they died i think so either peacefully or suddenly yeah i feel like a sudden death lends more to a spirit not realizing that they've passed over Mm -hmm. whereas 
you know, someone who knows they are going to die. Like, I feel like once you wake up from that, you'd be like, I clearly died. Yeah. (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) I'm dead now. Yeah. This is my life now. (laughs) Here it is. Hmm. Well, what is your other ghost? Oh, that was that was it for that. Mm-hmm. story i yeah well and then i kind of looked into like phantom hitchhikers in general i didn't realize that they have such a long history they apparently date from even before the invention of the automobile really phantom? yeah well honestly i think i would believe that because i can imagine being on horseback and riding somewhere or like in a carriage and just seeing someone walking on the side of the road. I Ugh. I think <laughs> I think yeah, that would be pretty freaky. I yeah, that even sounds that like could... it'd be worse because you wouldn't have your, you know, car's headlamps to yeah. really illuminate anything. Yeah, you just see this figure slowly appearing. Granted, it probably wouldn't be a spirit, but you don't want to take that chance and stop <laughs> and no. check to see if they are a spirit. Although that's the, that's like the interesting thing is because like there's recorded versions of spirits like getting into buggies or onto horses. And it's not, I mean, we usually hear about phantom hitchhikers and a lot of times they're like young women, mm. like Resurrection Mary or this Lydia, which by the way, they think that actually the, the reason that her name is Lydia in legend and not Annie is because Annie's middle initial was L. So oh. I think people inserted Lydia as a way to like give her a name. And that they just got mixed together yeah, through yeah. the years. But but anyway, yeah. So it's not always like young women. Apparently, like in the past, there's even been stories of like religious figures, like saints or or more like Mormons wandering mm-hmm. or even Jesus, like getting into a buggy or onto a horse. Oh. That's yeah. Interesting. And, like, even in Europe, like, there's a Yiddish story of the prophet Elijah as a phantom hitchhiker. Oh, wow. It just, it varies, you know, mm-hmm. depending on where you are and what your culture is. And um, I guess it, it expanded, like, our concept of the phantom hitchhiker. And it mm-hmm. got more popular with, like, the publication of a book in 1981 mm-hmm. uh, called The Vanishing Hitchhiker yeah. by Jan Harold Brunvand. Brunvand? I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> but it, he he suggested that it can be traced back as far as the 1870s and has, quote, recognizable parallels in Korea, Tsarist Russia, among Chinese Americans, Mormons, and Ozark Mountaineers. Hmm. And that similar stories have been recorded across the world. And it was funny because I, I definitely, like, I did some research into it and there was another book also mm-hmm. that was about, like, folktales and involved... Yeah. Vanishing Hitchhikers, <laughs> written by uh, Ernest W. Bauman. And it was funny because he, like, created a system, like, a classification system of grades of Vanishing Hitchhiker. That's a strange thing. To, yeah, to like, kind of, it's very form? scientific. It's, it's like, uh, uh, cl- subcategory E, 332.3.3.1A <laughs> is for Vanishing Hitchhikers who repe- reappear on anniversaries. And then mm. E332.3.31B is for vanishing hitchhikers who leave items in vehicles, unless the item is in a pool of water, in which case it is E332.3.31C. And like so confusing. To anyone outside of it, it sounds a bit much. It is. I'm like, I didn't realize there was that much, like, I guess, 
research on the phenomenon of folklore around vanishing vanishing hitchhikers. Yeah, Uh, but I mean, they're really, I mean, I haven't had heard too many stories of vanishing hitchhikers, but I always find them very um, interesting. Well, and then like creepy. Yeah, I mean, just the idea of someone being outside at night walking down a road is just a creepy thing to think about for some reason. Well, because it's it's when people shouldn't be there. And especially nowadays when everyone generally, well, in America anyway, drives everywhere. It's weird to see someone just walking on a highway. Yeah, we drive everywhere and we have a phone on us the the whole time. So there's no reason for someone to not come pick us up. There's such (laughs) thing as an Uber. (laughs) Yeah, you could even get an Uber out to come get you. You think Resurrection Mary could call an Uber? Um, It'd be hilarious if um, like an Uber driver had to pick up someone but they weren't there but like resurrection mary showed up and she was like i'll I'll take this ride (laughs) (laughs) five stars on uber yeah (laughs) don't worry i'll give you a good review yeah yeah i i don't know i i usually am not that interested in vanishing hitchhikers so i and well and i think it might be because living in illinois Resurrection Mary has is just like a dead horse. It's like beating a dead horse. It's right. It's been repeated, or like it's been told so many times. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like one of the main Chicago ghost legends is Resurrection Mary, which for those who don't know, it is again a young girl who supposedly was going to pr- to prom or a dance, uh, usually to the O. Henry Ballroom, and um, was walking along the road after having an argument with her boyfriend and was involved in a hit and run. Uh, on Archer Archer Avenue mm-hmm. and was left to die on the side of the road. And then the legend is that she is seen walking on the road and sometimes she's seen like uh, by drivers, like she'll be kind of in the road and they'll almost mm-hmm. hit her. And then when they get out, she's gone. And other times she'll be a hitchhiker and get in and say she's going to the O. Henry Ballroom or she's going to her home and then mm-hmm. she vanishes when she's when they get close or when they like turn around to like say hey we're here. Yeah. Um. I thought it was funny though because like a, in a 1979 article, mm-hmm. uh, a cab driver named Ralph, Ralph, reportedly picked up Resurrection Mary and he described mm-hmm. her as a looker, a blonde. And I was like, <laughs> and I just heard that in like the most like Chicago Italian accent ever. I'm like, oh, she, she was a looker, up. a blonde. A you, know? blonde. <laughs> you know, she was hot. Yeah. <laughs> I I okay if the, if the if someone told me that I'd be like, "Ugh, you're you're kind of creepy, aren't you? <laughs> you're creepy yourself, aren't you?" <laughs> I mean, it's it's one thing to be like, "She she was very beautiful." It's another thing to be like, "She was a looker. A blonde." In 1979, I think that just might be what you said. I suppose so. <laughs> I guess I'll give them a little bit of slack. <laughs> well, and I always like the thing about uh, supposedly she burned a section of the front gate to Resurrection Cemetery, even though they say that's just like a, a truck hit it. <laughs> a tr- it's most likely a truck hit it, but it sounds better to say that she burned it. Well, there are just like two bars that are warped. The other bars aren't warped. Hmm. Did they ever fix it? They oh yeah, they were they replaced it because too many people were like fucking around with it. Oh, they're probably like, oh, Resurrection Mary was here. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. But unlike Lydia, they didn't. They've never been able to really connect Mary's identity to anyone, other mm-hmm. than they think that there's a connection to like uh, Anna Marija Norcus, mm-hmm. 
who died in 1927 in an auto accident on her way home from the ballroom. Mm-hmm. And that's like the most popular theory, but no one really knows. No one knows. <laughs> yeah, so the vanishing hitchhiker, that's that's a favorite. I like that. And apparently I didn't realize, uh, I mean, Jamestown, Greensboro, like that area is part of like what they call the triad in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's a lot of like cool legends in, in that area just within the triad. Oh, we'll have to cover some of those later then. I know, which I have I have some cousins in Charlotte in uh in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So mm-hmm. I'll have to see if they have any cool stories to report. <laughs> any uh yeah, any stories to share with us. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. I'll have to go there and apparently my aunt stayed in a bed and breakfast when she was visiting and they were afraid the whole time. <laughs> like, well, my uncle wasn't, but apparently my aunt like couldn't sleep very well because she was constantly afraid that like what? someone was going to come out of like this big wardrobe that was in the room. Oh, was she scared of like a spirit or a ghost? Yes. Oh, which I cool. laugh now, but when I stayed at the Brown, my parents like got it on a really cheap rate. Uh-huh. Uh, the Were you Brown, like, why? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> as, as I mentioned before, the Brown is supposedly like haunted i too like read up on why it was supposedly haunted and then i could not sleep because i was like afraid <laughs> oh, no. start to get paranoid you're like oh geez yeah although it's a very big hotel so i don't know why they would come seek me out other than the fact that i don't know sometimes i feel like if you accept the mm-hmm. if, if you accept that, that that something exists that it's more likely to seek you out if yeah you know, so like I'm not gonna waste my time on this asshole that doesn't believe that makes in me. Sen- <laughs> it makes sense because yeah, they're like, well, this person already believes, they're probably more likely to notice me, yeah, or see me or acknowledge me, yeah, versus someone who's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And in the past, like I have felt like that I've been more open to those experiences, so that sometimes I feel like that kind of is yeah, uh, to my I've, detriment. Like I've said before, I've never, ever, ever experienced anything like that. So I guess the ghosts are just like, oh, well, I guess, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change your toilet paper, but fuck you. I'll change your toilet paper and change your light bulbs, but that's the extent <laughs> of my Wow, presence. that's like really nice of them considering. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't mind. And I appreciate them. I've acknowledged them. <laughs> I, I appreciate what they do. But yeah, we've had a really long episode today, I feel like. Yeah, so I guess that's it. Yeah, yeah. That was our that was our roads for now, but I feel like we'll do more roads because, I mean, there's a lot of haunted roads. I have, yeah, there are more haunted roads out there. Well, even if they are haunted, there's, like, roads that bad shit's happened that is interesting. Yeah. There are. I just thought of one. Oh, well, don't tell me. I I... won't tell you because, you know, then we're like, ugh. Then we're like, what we talk about next time? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll also, we have to figure out what we're going to talk about next time. So if anyone has a suggestion for next time, I mean, we'll figure it out. But, I mean, if you have a suggestion. Yeah, if you have any suggestions ever, (laughs) (laughs) you can can comment on um, our Facebook page, which is... Yeah, well, just go ahead and search Hey Demons Is Your Girls on Facebook. Yes. Podcast. Hey podcast. Demons Is Your Girls podcast. And we like are now us. on Facebook. Like us and follow us. follow us and comment because we love you guys and we love to hear what you have to say. Oh, and I mean, feel free to DM us on Twitter or send us an email at hdiygpodcast at gmail.com. Same with the Twitter feed. So um, feel free to send us any message. 
if you have any. Mm-hmm. And we love we would love to hear about it. We love if to you have any stories. stories too. We can yeah. um, read your stories out loud. Any I mean, personal yeah. uh, phantom hitchhiker experiences would be great. Yeah. Or hometown legends. Because we'll just, probably talk about Alton at some point. <laughs> or just whatever spooky shit that you come across in your life. Yeah. <laughs> any any spooky shit. It can be real, real people. It could be ghost people. <laughs> have you yourself experienced a haunting? Well, <laughs> now you have Hey Demons, It's Your Girls podcast to help you explain the unexplained. Well, I don't know if we're very good at explaining it. <laughs> Alicia. Oh, God. (laughs) They're here to answer your questions, even though the answers probably really won't be very good. (laughs) Join us pretty much every week. Tune in next week. We don't know what our topic will be, but maybe you can help us. Yes. So suggest something, and we'll take it into consideration. We'll be posting uh, something on our Facebook asking for suggestions. Yeah, maybe we could have, like, a poll. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, you can post uh, polls on your Facebook. Well, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. We love you, demons. <laughs> <laughs> stay hey, demons. spooky. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Stay safe. See Bye. you later. <laughs>